Hey guys, welcome back to FPL Rebound, your weekly fantasy podcast show. We are back with another episode. The fixtures are coming in thick and fast. There are two more games left uh, in game week 13, which is happening later tonight. However, uh, we have to look ahead uh, for game week 14, which kickstarts uh, in two days' time. So as I told, uh, this festive festive period, it's going to be really busy. There are going to be a lot of games coming in thick and fast. So we need to be uh, very sure about making our changes and saving the teams on time. So with that note, uh, let's get started. Just before uh, we get going, as usual, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at FPL Rebound. Uh, do get uh, to get all the latest updates and also give us a follow and on Anchor and Spotify. So please do uh, share the podcast and pitch in with your feedbacks and comments. So for the benefit of the listeners, I'm recording this on the 17th of December, Thursday evening. As I told, there are two more games left and a lot of press conference awaits us uh, later in the day and tomorrow as well. Ahead of uh, game week 14, uh, so make sure to consume as much as information possible uh, before making any sort of decision. So, for instance, uh, there is a there is a, a game for United um, and uh, Aston Villa, for instance. So, if you're making any sort of transfers, bringing in or shipping out any of these players, do wait and uh, watch the games today, and then probably you can make it after the games. So that you are in a better position to make these decisions. Okay, so let's get going. Uh, so here are the things that we are going to discuss today. Uh, we're going to talk about game week 13, how the team performed. We're going to take a look at uh, a stats portal. So uh, this is something which I'm thinking to start from this week. We're going to take a look at uh, stats for that particular week and probably uh, a three-week period to look and uh, decide which teams are performing better and who is uh, who's having better stats for each and every game week as well as a couple of game weeks uh, prior to that so that's the idea so we are going to take a look at the transfer market how things are moving which player is being shipped out or which player is the most transported and stuff as usual we are going to take community questions transfers and captaincy options Okay, so with game week 12 uh, team review, we are currently at 44 points uh, with a captain blank, of course, which was uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And uh, United are yet to play. Bruno is being captain heavily. Uh, there's a there's a huge chance that things could still go very wrong. Currently, I'm sitting on a um, approximately an 100k green arrow, but as I told, uh, that can swing across like anything if Bruno goes big and delivers huge returns uh, later tonight so uh, I'm not I don't have much expectations I have Bruno but the captaincy thing could change uh, in, in, a, in a drastic way so with that note uh, we'll quickly jump into the team uh, let's see how uh, the team has performed so Martinez is set to play he, they are playing up against Burnley I'm hoping and expecting a clean sheet out of this game, uh, considering Burnley haven't scored much uh, for the whole season. Uh, so that's probably a glimmer of hope uh, for Martinez clean sheet. At the back, uh, we had returns from all the defenders whom we have started this week, starting with um, Vladimir Koffel 
and West Ham he came out of with an assist despite conceding a, a goal he came out with an assist and three bonus points uh, scoring eight points which is really good then we had Ben Chilwell with five points so after two blanks now he comes up with an assist uh, a brilliantly taken goal by uh, Giroud so and uh, an assist and a bonus point which is up up to five points pretty good then we had Tarek Lamptey uh, who started but uh, however was taken off at the 77th minute and he uh, backed a clean sheet as well so that's good uh, good things uh, at the back uh, three returns from three defenders whom we have started so in the end last week I made just one single transfer the initial plan or uh, the uh, approximate plan that I had and I talked about in the last part uh, is something like Kane and Yota out for Sterling and a sub 6.4 million uh, striker for a minus 4. This was the idea. However, uh, as I told, I was thinking through the process and doubling up on uh, City really looked good given that they had a wonderful fixtures uh, coming up. But however, letting go Kane was something uh, which was really concerning me. It, if you see Kane's fixtures as well, it is equally good and it was just that Liverpool game and probably the next game week, that is 14, they play up against Leicester City at home. But after that, they have a great set of fixtures coming up. So losing him uh, would cost me value as well. For instance, I got him at 10.5 uh, uh, and currently he is at 10.9. So if I get got rid of him and I would have need, needed him back then I might have to spend 0.2 uh, extra so considering all these and uh, there are a couple of friends who talked me out of this decision in the end so I went ahead and made a single transfer which is Yota to uh, Jared Bowen from West Ham however he blanked uh, played playing only 79 minutes no returns next game is up against Chelsea which which is a bit tricky on paper but however, uh, for now, uh, the, de the decision seems to be okay. The next one is Mo Salah, another goal and uh, 7 point return. Uh, he's nicely ticking along uh, so far, so no complaints over there. Bruno Fernandes yet to be uh, playing later tonight. I'm hoping uh, he comes out with a single digit uh, return, probably a goal or something. I should be happy with that. If he goes big, then surely uh, we have a, a big red arrow uh, in the in the horizon. So captain C, I went ahead with Kevin De Bruyne. So the popular consensus, uh, as per last week, uh, there's going to be two popular captains. One is Bruno, and the other is Kevin De Bruyne. Considering West Brom was the most worst defense uh, when I compared the stats uh, for the last five uh, game weeks they had conceded nearly 78 shots which is the highest amongst the teams and uh, everything looked on paper really looked good however they really played a very tight game they did not give much uh, room for uh, City to score despite City had several chances themselves uh, they did not finish those chances so in the end, it was a, a blank, but luckily there was this uh, two bonus points, which now seems to be really good. I don't know on what logic uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, for probably for the chances he created in the last few minutes. So he ended up with eight points, 
which is somewhat okay considering what it, it could have been. So that looks uh, good for now. On the front, we have Bamford with another goal. Bamford, as I told, uh, so far it's uh, nine goals and three assists uh, for the entire season. And he, he, for his price value, he's been ticking along really well. So I'm, I'm really happy to hold him. Of course, I wish he blanks the next game week, which is up against Manchester United. Talking about Harry Kane, he blanked uh, this game week, but this is probably the first uh, blank in uh, three game, uh, two or three games. So I'm quite happy for now to hold him. Uh, however, I was contemplating to sell him last week. So I'm just hoping that he comes out with a return against Leicester and then there's a good set of fixtures to hold him for long term. Last but not least, we have uh, Ole Watkins who's going to be playing up against Burnley later tonight. I'm hoping that he comes out with a goal or two or else I hope he doesn't start at all. The reason being I have Dallas sitting on my first bench for a bench option uh, with a goal and uh, seven points. So Watkins, you better score a goal or two, man. Seriously. So that's that's the uh, current state of the team. 44 points uh, with the decent green arrow as things stand. But that's supposed to change, I believe. Okay, with the team review done, we'll quickly jump on to the new segment, which is the stats portal for game week 13 and uh, game three game weeks prior to that. So I have a couple of st stats here started based on team as well as individual stats as well. So I'm just going to walk over uh, game week 13 in particular. Uh, you have Manchester City who has the most shots, 26 shots, 7 on target, 17 inside the box and 4 big chances created with an expected goal of XG of 2.76. However, in the end, they, were, they managed to score just one goal which sounds ridiculous for the number of shots that they had and the number of chances that they have created. I was in a hope that uh, it's going to be really a high-scoring game and that's the primary reason I even considered and went ahead with the captain's yawn, Kevin De Bruyne. But uh, not still not a, a bad idea to hold Manchester City, City options or even getting a, a few more options. But for now, I think... I'm going to hold Kevin De Bruyne or uh, even consider getting in uh, a, probably a defender. Uh, the, the goal that they considered was a bit unlucky with a huge deflection on Diaz which was eventually given as a own goal uh, for Diaz. But nothing much we can do about it. So the next most, uh, I mean the next team with most shots was Leeds United with 25 shots. 10 inside the target, uh, uh, sorry, uh, 10 on target, 17 inside the box, 3 big chances created. They had an XG of 2.86 but eventually went on to score 5 goals. Uh, definitely they have overperformed but this is something not new. They, they have been uh, a high pressing team. If you take their stats for the overall season as well, they are up against uh, the likes of Manchester City or Liverpool in terms of number of attempts made. So they are really threatening going forward. The third team we have is Liverpool. 17 shots, uh, 11 on target, 15 inside the box. However, there was zero big chances created. They just got lucky with that one goal. However, they had an XG of 2, eventually scored 2. 
the the Firmino goal was really good, but how the Salah goal was kind of uh, just uh, got into his way and he managed to put it across and stuff. But yeah, these are the teams that are really performed uh, pretty good in terms of attacking. Going into the individual stats based on the shots on target. So again, it's Mo Salah, four shots on target, four shots attempted, three inside the box, but zero big chances created, had an XG of 0.65, ended up scoring a goal. And then the next person we have uh, on based on uh, shots on target uh, is someone who, who is really, really surprising in this list, uh, which is Benteke, if I'm not wrong. Just let me confirm this. Okay. Sorry, it's it was Firmino, not Benteke. Okay, it's Firmino. Five shots, four on target, five inside the box. An XG of 0 0.70 ended up going uh, scoring the winner uh, in that fixture. The third player we have is Bamford. Uh, three shots, three on target, three inside the uh, uh, three inside the box, and one big chance is created. He is really, really ticking along uh, really well. If you don't have Bamford, I think it's high time you get him. It's it's now or never kind of a scenario. They are pressing um, and playing an attacking football irrespective of teams. So that's not going to affect them anyway, I would say. Quickly moving on to a uh, couple of stats uh, gathered from the last three game weeks. Again, this is uh, filtered by both team and individual performance based on shots on target. So the first team that comes out is Liverpool. 40 shots, 23 on target, 29 inside the box, 5 big chances created, an XG of 5.91. And uh, they ended up scoring 7 goals uh, during this period of game week 11 to 12 and 13 so that's the time window which we are speaking about here the next team we have is leeds united as i told they are uh, in the mix always with the top three teams uh, in terms of uh, attacking threat 46 shots uh, 20 on target 32 inside the box again five big chances created and xg of 5.49 they have ended up scoring seven goals as well uh, which is among one one among the best. We have Chelsea next, who who have 46 shots, 17 on target, 30 inside the box, 10 big chances created, an XG of 6.27. However, their goal conversion has dropped. Uh, they have ended up scoring just four goals. So there's some sort of uh, uh, they are creating a lot of chances, but uh, there's they are not completing the chances. Probably just to do with a uh, couple of players playing out of position or something to do with uh, uh, player position. Uh, basically, that's what I assume based out of the stat. Moving on to individual stats uh, for the last three game weeks. Uh, there's an interesting name here. The first person who has most more shots on target is Christian Benteke. 14 shots, 8 on target, 6, uh, 14 uh, inside the box, two big chances created, having an XG of 1.99, ended up scoring uh, three goals. But however, I believe uh, he's not available now uh, following the red card incident, if I'm not wrong. So then, 
So the next person I have uh, on this list is Mosala with 10 shots on target. Sorry, uh, 10 shots in total, 8 on target, 6 inside the box, and 2 big chances created with an XG of 2.15. And the third person is again Patrick Bamford, 9 shots, 6 on target, 8 inside the box, and 2 big chances created with an XG of 1.61 and a goal conversion rate of 2 goals. That's to do with the stats overall. I think, uh, do let me know. Uh, couple of feedbacks on this I'm, I'm planning to do this on a regular basis gathering stats and putting uh, uh, giving you a perspective on who's performing statistically well as well okay now moving on to the next topic that we have usually is uh, heading over to the transfer uh, market in the game so I'll start off with uh, once again the most transferred out forward is going to be Timo Werner the next big transfer out is Jamie Vardy, that which is quite interesting. He came off with a huge uh, double-digit return, 13 points uh, the previous game week. However, he has blanked this game week against Everton. They have two tough fixtures. Uh, one is against Tottenham and then it's against Manchester United. Probably that is putting off people. Then the third most transferred out uh, captain, uh, sorry, uh, third most transferred out forward is uh, Calvert-Lewin. Again, uh, it's to do with the uh, recent form, uh, dip in form. However, he's really uh, ticking along that five to six points per week uh, kind of a category. But probably people are now looking forward to the uh, explosive players that they uh, they could buy at this point of time. That is to do with the most transferred out forwards. Moving on to most transferred in forwards. I'm assuming it's going to be Patrick Bamford. Let me just filter it out. Yes, it is Patrick Bamford, of course. So Patrick Bamford is the most transferred in striker at this point of time. Uh, good run of fixtures. Of course, it's Manchester United this week. But following that, they have Burnley, West Brom, uh, Tottenham and a blank in game week 18. So with respect to the blank and doubles, we are going to have an exclusive uh, uh, episode talking about only the plank uh, and the doubles, how we can plan different sort of scenarios. I'll come back to that in the end. Moving on to the midfielders, the most transferred out midfielder uh, for the week um, is Yota again. People are still getting rid of him. The second most is again Rodriguez and the third most transferred out midfielder is Riyad Mahrez. Of course, he was benched and never used this week. But I think he's going to uh, go ahead and start against Southampton. So if you have holded him this far, I would suggest to stick with uh, Riyad Mahrez at this point of time. Okay, and most transferred in midfielder, it is Pedro Neto uh, from Wolves, following his uh, brilliant uh, goal against Chelsea and a nine-point return. I think people are favoring to get in uh, Pedro Neto who has uh, a relatively uh, easier fixture up against Burnley next week. However, they have mixed bag of fixtures. At this price point, at 5.8, probably people are really interested to get Pedro Neto, who pretty much looks like a nailed-on player from Wolves. So that, that's quite an interesting option. The second most transferred in uh, midfielder is Mo Salah. I think there's nothing much to talk about this guy. He's keeping... Uh, his form going on and he has already uh, scored more than 
100 points for the, for the season. He is doing what he does always. The third most transferred in player is uh, Hyungman's son. Again, uh, probably many had this dilemma of uh, whether to get rid of uh, San and Kane or get rid of one out of them. Even I had both San and Kane. I got rid of San a couple of weeks back. However, uh, ever since I got rid of him, he has really consistently performed. He has scored 13, 5 and 9 points which is a big blow in terms of uh, players that I've got. And if I were to consider, I got uh, Kevin De Bruyne for a minus four, uh, if I'm not wrong. But that's how this game is. You have to take a couple of decisions based on the form, fixtures and stuff. But things could go wrong, but that's fine. If you have the likes of Sun or Kane, probably it's time to hold on, stick with them because they are consistently performing. Or if you're considering one of them uh, to get, we'll talk that talk about it more uh, during the transfers and captaincy option. Okay, so that's to do with the transfer market activity. Moving on to the most important thing, uh, which is community questions. Uh, so the first question comes from Krishnan. What's the strategy? Uh, how do we uh, look ahead? Uh, to start building our teams uh, for the double game week and uh, the blank game weeks. So Krishnan, uh, probably I would reserve this question uh, for another episode. So as I told earlier, we are going to come up with an exclusive episode explaining the double game week and the uh, blank game weeks and how you can plan your chips in a very detailed uh, episode um, sooner than later. So look forward to it we'll have we'll address most of the uh, questions and most scenarios that most of the managers that we know and we might have uh, in our minds so that's for a later episode the next question comes from uh, Praveen cheaper defensive options for rotational purposes okay Praveen there's a whole list of uh, options whom you can consider uh, I think uh, you can consider one of West Ham uh, Defenders, the likes of Koffel or uh, your Babvena, they have the double game week as well in game week 19. So that's one other, one other advantage of having a, a defender from one of these teams. And then you have uh, the likes of uh, Leeds United defenders who are really cheap for the likes of Dallas. However, they have a blank in game week 18. So you have to have that in mind. But apart from that, you have the uh, uh, Southampton defenders. Again, they have a blank in game week 18. So uh, make sure that uh, you you take take note of all these. But the other flip side of that is both these teams have a double game week in game week 19, which is the uh, probably the flip side or the good side of things. So you can start considering uh, players from these three teams, uh, as it as I just told, or which is. West Ham, Leeds and Southampton. Leeds purely uh, for their attacking uh, stuff. I, I'm not expecting much out of uh, from the defensive aspect of things. For instance, I have da Dallas already. I have Koffel. Probably I might get uh, the likes of Bednarak or uh, Kyle Walker-Peters from Southampton on the longer run just to cover the uh, the doubles, uh, double, double uh, game week fixtures. I hope that answers your question. The next question comes from Adavan uh, Mares in or out. So 
I would suggest stick with Mares uh, if he's is your only uh, city uh, midfield coverage or city attacking coverage. Stick with him. Um, he he was given the rest that is required, and I hope and I believe that he starts against uh, Southampton the weekend. And uh, Southampton, unlike any other teams that played City, um, they are not going to sit back uh, just like a West Brom or a Fulham. Um, for that matter, they are going to try and attack. They have been uh, an attacking side this season. With given the form, they would st still try and uh, go with that. And uh, we cannot forget the thrashing that City gave to uh, Southampton last season. Uh, they went on to score uh, seven, eight goals uh, against them. So it's going to be an, an interesting contest uh, between uh, Manchester City and Southampton this week. So I would suggest hold on with uh, Riyad Mahrez. <clears throat> so the next question comes from Nanda. Uh, is it wise to change from Chilwell to Reese James? So uh, this is some uh, sort of a move which many have uh, been trying out uh, just because they could save uh, probably a million or 0.9 uh, in terms of value. But uh, it is little too little too late uh, in terms of cashing in on uh, Chelsea defense I would say uh, uh, two two uh, bad performances so far so it's kind of a uh, little late uh, I would say to uh, shift uh, from Chilwell to Reese James but if you are really tight on funds then definitely that's uh, one of the possibilities or you can consider long-term fixtures for any other team for instance and then you can move to the other defenders as well but given that uh, they have a blank in 18 and a double game week in 19 uh, do make sure uh, the approach that you want to take and the team structure that you have at, at this point of time okay so moving on to the next question we have uh, Abhinav who is asking whether he wants to hold on to Richarlison or whether it's a good idea or a bad idea so Richarlison, uh, it's it's probably an hold from my side. I would I would recommend to hold on to him uh, because they have uh, a decent set of fixtures. The next is Arsenal, who are in a really bad shape in terms of performance and the overall team morale and stuff. Then they have Sheffield United, which is again one of the worst teams uh, so far this season. So two good fixtures, probably you can hold on and then decide based on that. The next question uh, comes from Abu. Uh, he asks, Wadi plus Gross out for Bruno Fernandes and Che Adams. If this is not for a hit, then I would definitely recommend yes. I would suggest go ahead with that uh, move. The next question comes from Roger. Uh, Roger asks, uh, sell Watkins and uh, between Che Adams and Ings, whom do you suggest? So selling Watkins is probably uh, in top of many of the managers who own him. Uh, it's been a patchy run so far, uh, but I would suggest you may hold on to for the next two games uh, at least, and then you can uh, look into other possibilities because they have Burnley, whom they are playing tonight, and then they have West Brom and Crystal Palace. Probably after that, the fixtures are really getting tough. Then you can probably consider shipping him out. With regards to Che Adams and Ings, uh, it's not exactly a, a right comparison. Both are in different price segments, rightly so. And the performance and the and the uh, ceiling for uh, points is always higher uh, 
with Ings, who's also on penalties. So it's more to do with the funds that is available. If you have the money, go ahead for uh, Ings. If you are short of funds, uh, you have only around 6 or 6.5, then it is Che Adams. Okay, the next question comes from Ram uh, Kane or Sun. Ram, it's more to do with the team structure that you have. Uh, the added advantage with Kane is that he has uh, the uh, penalties with him. Even if uh, Spurs are having a really poor game and if they could come out with just one single penalty, he could uh, literally come out with eight to nine points, uh, which we saw a couple of game weeks back when they had a really dodgy game. But eventually, uh, towards the end of the game, he clinched a penalty and then he took it. He came out with uh, a decent score. Whereas uh, on on the other side, uh, Sun, he's playing really good. Uh, he's uh, more than a, a midfielder now. He is on the counters, he, the target man of uh, Spurs. Uh, whereas Kane is playing a little deeper, uh, more of a number 10 role, as you know. So it's more to it's more to do with two things. One is your team structure and the fund available fund available uh, with you. So a decide based on that. Uh, I think it's evenly poised uh, two players. So uh, I currently have Kane. So I'm going to stick with him. Uh, if it is either one, I would suggest decide based on your team structure. And the next question again uh, is about Kane. This comes from Shaikh. Should I hold on to uh, Kane or um, go for another striker? So I would uh, cut short the long answer. I've given uh, enough talk about Kane so far this uh, episode. Definitely, I'm going to hold on to uh, Kane. Uh, my opinion has changed over uh, in the last couple of days, uh, how I saw the scenario. I wanted to chop and change for two to three weeks, but then it didn't uh, sit right with the overall team structure. I might have to spend extra and stuff. So Kane is still not a bad option. Uh, they have a great set of uh, fixtures coming up. Uh, so I would suggest hold on to Kane. Uh, they have a decent run of fixtures despite not having uh, a double game week in game week 19. However, they don't blank in game week 18, which is the biggest of advantages. Uh, if uh, you don't have the likes of a first wild card or if you have used any of the chips already. So having your Spurs asserts uh, might come in handy for game week 18 where many of the other teams have a blank game week. The next question comes from uh, Nanda. Uh, whether he wants to hold on to uh, Bowen or instead can I go to the likes of Neto or Pudens? So, uh, Jared Bowen, I would still suggest, uh, is a decent option. Um, so far, is he has not clicked uh, that really well. But uh, the fixtures are on their favor. They have a blank and double. Whereas, flip side to uh, the options that you have in mind in terms of Podens or uh, Neto, they do not have a blank and they do not have a, a double game week as well. So it's it's to do with uh, the number of players that you are building up to the double game week, and the number of number of players that you are planning to have for the uh, blank game week, or how you are planning to use your chip. Of course, uh, we are going to talk about this uh, more in detail in the coming weeks. But for now, you can stick with Bowen. I, I believe uh, they have they are facing Chelsea uh, up next, but. 
if you want to chop and change for one week i would suggest not to if it's a long term plan then you can opt uh, netto or podens either one of them uh, would be a good ideal option okay i think we have pretty much covered all the uh, questions moving on to transfers and captaincy option in terms of transfers uh, i honestly don't have uh, anything in mind uh, at this point of time i probably would uh, ride on with uh, ole watkins for the next game week as well the same goes with uh, bamford i might roll the transfer to next week uh, to do a double transfer uh, but ideally i just want to make a couple of changes in my uh, defense one is mainly to do with uh, mitchell so that's that's a tricky scenario where uh, i have to address before a price fall if required but i have good uh, four um, starting defenders so that's not an immediate threat but i might reconsider that uh, as we are building up to the blank and double game weeks okay with regards to captaincy option uh, it's again between two options this week uh, i am assuming i mean i have uh, four different options to be honest i have uh, harry kane who's playing up against leicester city i have sala who's up against crystal palace and uh, i have bruno fernandes uh, who's playing at home against leeds then i have kevin de bruyne who's playing up against uh, southampton so as things stand uh, the captaincy is on uh, kevin de bruyne once again uh, for the southampton fixture as i told unlike uh, west brom they are not going to sit back and uh, play deeper southampton uh, would look to attack city and if if they are playing an highline defense against city that's really going to uh, work against them uh, we have seen this same uh, scenario with uh, uh, tottenham hotspur where they went on to score four goals so uh, probably that's that's the thought process that i have but on the fun side of things i really want to uh, on a rather a sentimental side of things i really wanted to captain uh, bruno fernandes who's up against leeds going to be a very interesting game uh, i mean we know how leeds have played so far so attacking irrespective of the opponents but this is a old rivalry which is meeting after such a long uh, gap so it's going to be really intense and it's going to be demanding and united have been really good on counters so it's it's between these two options as things stand uh, but in terms of uh, options that i have as i told i have a wide variety of options this week so i might play around uh, a bit or i'll stick with these two options which i just talked about but apart from that if you're looking for differential options then i would suggest harry kane or son is going to be a great differential option this week uh, considering uh, people might want to go with the likes of popular options like Salah or Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes himself this this week uh, the uh, captaincy is going to be really wide open there's not going to be a single favorite there are four to five players or even six players uh, which with people uh, are going to pick from different teams uh, as long as they they're going to perform so differential option i think it's it's wide open as i told uh, if you are confident enough to go against uh, go with the options of chelsea uh, who's 
playing up against another London uh, rival West Ham then that is one of the other options that you might consider but I'm not quite confident with the way uh, uh, Chelsea has played last two games and given that West Ham have been decent this this season so far uh, I, I'm a little skeptical if you have uh, one of the uh, Chelsea attackers but other than that it's going to be these four teams uh, United fixture then we have the Spurs fixture then we have the uh, Liverpool and Man City fixture where we have most of the premiums in in majority of majority of our teams where we are going to play uh, with the captaincy options I think with that we are wrapping up this episode uh, of game week 14 preview I'll see you next week ahead of uh, I mean the boxing day kickoff so we'll come out with another episode in between I'll probably see if we have more information to do an exclusive podcast on blank and double game weeks or we'll have it on a separate day but until then uh, bye guys take care